1: Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
0: All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Have you ever played Paper Mario? No idea what that is. It's pretty good. It's pretty, it's oh, you play on the Switch while you're waiting for the intro. Good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fine. I was, that's I was cool. catching I'll, up on Discord. I'll put it Discord. down now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it down now. We're good. What's up, man? Uh, man, it feels it feels good to, to have a win today, even though I didn't get to watch the game. But it's, it's good right. to have a win against, against a tree. The tree. The cardinal. Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: Texas tech baseball winners today against Stanford. Number eight, Stanford on the road there do split the two game midweek series, but it felt good to beat up on them like you did today. 11 to two. We'll get into that when we do baseball, but, uh, you had hoped for uh, a better result this weekend. You still won this series, but you, you lost the first game against North Dakota state, um, eight to one. But then you came back, interestingly enough, all the winners of the series, of the games, scored eight runs. It's 8-5, 8-3 on Saturday in the doubleheaders, doubleheader games. Um, and then you hit the road Sunday to play Monday, yesterday, Stanford. You lost that game 4-6, to six, and then won today 11-2. to two. We'll get more into those games in a little bit. And then look ahead to this weekend on the road in Norman. Uh, and then next week, midweek. Versus Grand Canyon. Um, We got all kinds of, like I said, baseball. Going to give you some updates on the national stats, team stats, and individuals. Um, Look at some of the troubling stats or the the things I found that I I, I'm I'm, I've got concerns with, and they're not anything new. We've talked about all these things before. Um, but just something to keep an eye on. Um, so we can just kind of track how things are going they're going great we've got some basketball staff news to go over got a couple of assistant coaches that have been named a strength and conditioning coach and then some updates on potential other staff members updates on the transfer portal uh, for both guys that techs tech had uh, targeted that we talked about last week or guys that are Currently or formerly on the Texas Tech's roster. Look at the spring football game, which is next weekend. Michael, have you have you spent any time reading about
1: spring football practice? No, <laughs> no, because because I'm gonna go to the spring game and just soak it all in. I'll just be a wealth of knowledge at that point. Be no, like number seventy-two. Can... He's he's the real deal. No context coming
0: in like, man,
1: I like this. Yeah. Yeah, I got this. I I can always determine it's good that, you know, the receivers were unable to get open. Um, And it's also good that uh, the receivers were able to get open. Both of those things are true. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Always good for a scrimmage. Got the chills. I don't know what that was about. Probably the Rangers losing an extras to the Royals. That sucks.
1: Now you were just now you're just thinking about how exciting it will be to have some football back. I am legit excited about going to the spring game go. That'll that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, I, I got to make sure that those those that makes on to our plans for that weekend so we can, you know, make the uh necessary adjustments to get in the building. Um something else, that's that's been cropping up a little bit that I want to ask you about, Michael, when we get there, but big 12 expansion. I'm ready. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and then I'll obviously wrap up with everybody's favorite segment behind the dish. I mean, what do we learn? Um, <laughs> Going yard uh, has an update too. maybe I'll, I'll I'm going to substitute that for behind the dish because I don't have anything to update from behind the dish. Um, I haven't had any games. I, I, I was, well, no, I had two games on Thursday, non, non-descript. but we'll, we'll do, we'll do going yard updates. I, I've got something there. Okay. So before we jump fully into baseball, uh, y'all know that we are part of the exciting taking in the planes content network. It's exciting because we're just, just a bunch of, just a bunch of great people.
1: Rob, Absolutely Kyle, are.
0: Ryan, Keith, David, Shelby, Sibby. And then us. Well, yeah, us. us, us, us uh, uh, yeah. If, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, if you're not already, at 23Personnel, you can follow me, Spencer, at PuntSug, Michael, at Michael, underscore LBK, at Staking the planes, Check out everything, all the work going on there. And then... Our compatriots across the network, Dinger Derby, Red Raider Dugout for Keith Patrick and David Collier, Uh, Seeing Scarlet for Shelby and Sibby, and obviously the Gambling Gauchos for Rob, Kyle, and
1: Ryan. And for the Gauchos, be sure to subscribe to the Dave Campbell's Texas Football podcast feed, where the Gauchos post one episode there every week. Yeah, they exclusively they exclusively on that feed. The gauchos
0: record twice a week. One goes to their feed, one goes to Dave Campbell. So if you want to catch him twice a week, subscribe in a couple different spots. Let's uh let's jump into baseball, Michael. What do you say? Yay. Left field, well struck Deslone. Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw! Out in
1: second! To right field looking for a second home run, and he's got it into his own bullpen.
0: Perhaps he had some time because all the tools are Wow, this one launched deep
1: left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes,
0: and the pitch is
1: as heading deep to right.
0: As as is to be expected, every time I listen to one of these things, I always think about something. Um, it started with the uh, the first highlight there in Omaha where Nesloni throw, throws out Jonathan in India, trying to stretch a single into a double where you get Tex-Tex's first College World Series victory. John Shambi was on that call. But you may know him now as Boog Shambi. So I was interested, like, when did he start going by Boog Shambi? Because that's that's. Maybe he weird. always
1: had, but he was hesitant to use it professionally. Yeah, I don't know. Um,
0: Out at second. i <laughs> Sorry. I've liked him, uh, and I like. Yeah, like, I've he, heard you he, talk about him. He's done some. He's done some Texas Tech basketball games a while ago. Uh, he's now uh, on the um, play-by-play for the Cubs, and then does Sunday Night Baseball the radio call. Um, Isn't he the guy that's pretty young? No, no that that's that's Joe Davis. Uh, oh, okay. John Shambi is the uh, the redheaded guy.
1: Yeah, okay. John Schombi fifty two. Yeah. yeah.
0: Whereas uh, Joe Davis is my age. He's not your age. He's my okay. age. He's younger you. than you are. No, I'm
1: just saying he's younger than you. Why did you have are. to? Why did you just had to throw that out there?
0: He's not your age. He's my age. Well, he fits between our ages. How about that? You old, you old fart. You old so and so. Um. Well, I I just I'm always so impressed with Joe Davis because he's so good, but also like at 33 is the play-by-play TV announcer for um the largest media market out there, and for probably the biggest team on the West Coast, the Dodgers. So. Anywho's, that's pretty good. And then obviously, during during the fall, there's a lot of Fox football games on Saturday, and fantastic. Joe
1: Davis was formerly the voice of the Monterey Biscuits. <laughs> fantastic. That is great. Oh man, I love minor league teams. From 2010 to 2012, he called college football, basketball, and baseball for Comcast.
0: Okay, so think about like 2010. So that's 13 years ago. He would have been like 21,
1: yeah, 22. Yeah. Call minor league baseball games. That was right. He was fresh out of, oh, God. This is ironic that this is like a Beloit College, B-E-L-O-I-T, or am I overthinking it? Beloit. (laughs) (laughs) Beloit's what I was thinking, (laughs) but I was... I'm already getting dinged about Berea so I figured I'd go <laughs> Belvoir
0: Berea It's fantastic Bel
1: Belvoir collage in 2010 with a degree in communications and journalism
0: Yeah
1: Hey so speaking about uh baseball Texas yeah, Red we talk about raiders. Some of it. sorry <laughs> Uh
0: after the victory tonight have moved to 23 and 11 4 and 5 in conference play they are in 7th place uh, but the big twelve standings are pretty stacked um Texas is just like you're, you're two games behind Texas who's in first place you think you're in seventh, so you're there' are two games that separate first and seventh, which yeah. is pretty wild um and it just goes back like, man, had you not lost all three of those in Austin um Anywho, uh we've talked about the schedule before i'm 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 still pretty bullish on the the opportunity here at the end but um you you missed out on a midweek last week acu uh was was supposed to be here on tuesday uh the game got postponed because of the stupid weather big storm that was blowing in uh worst wind of the year supposedly uh and it would have been so far yeah it would have been blowing straight out so it would have been like a 30 to 29 with 40 combined home runs, something Mm -hmm. like that. But also just, it would have been miserable to play in that. So they're like, we're going to, we're going to reschedule and postpone this. It will be played on May 9th. Um, Yes. I did a little disservice to Abilene Christian uh, and kind of blew them off, but like, they're actually a pretty decent squad. (laughs) They're 26th in the RPI and they also lead the country in fielding percentage, which is where Texas Tech is struggling They've only committed 15 errors on the year, and I we talked about when Oklahoma State came to town. They had only committed nine on the season up until that point. Uh, so, but that was like 20 games ago, uh, and ACU's only committed 15 so far. We
1: had the chance to host the team that leads the country in fielding percentage on a day where they probably wouldn't be able to throw the ball to home plate.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. we we would have would have damn it taken a taking a shot at their, their fielding percentage there.
1: Yeah, the filling percentage would have gone down the tube.
0: You yeah, know, you would hope. Uh, but then you did have a, a three game series. You hosted North Dakota State. It was modified again because of weather, but not because of the weather in Lubbock. But them trying to get out of North Dakota uh, instead of playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday you played Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, you did win the series. You didn't sweep. You lost Game One, eight to one, and then uh, won the final two, eight five, eight three. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, you split the midweek series yesterday and today versus Stanford. Um four to six on Monday and then the big win today, eleven to two. Uh but I want to get to some stats updates before we we, we dove, dive dove before we dive into the stats. Before Div- we dive into the games. Before we, we before oh, okay. we've divin. Yeah. Uh we'll start with national stats <laughs> for the
1: team. <laughs> the look you just gave me <laughs> like the screen froze as you did it. Oh, that's fantastic. It <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. I should have taken a screenshot. Should have. So, yeah, let's divin. in. Let's divin in. Vin.
0: So, you were third in the country in double place turn. You're at 34. You're obviously uh, first in the Big 12. You Turned were, at least one today. So, you're 30. You've got 35 on the season. Uh, sixth in runs scored. First in the Big 12. You're first in sacrifice flies again in the country. So, obviously, you're first in the Big 12. Uh, and you've got a pretty comfortable lead. I don't know if you got any more today. These are these are accurate as of yesterday, the 10th. Uh, they had they had not they were not updated, but you had a four sacrifice fly lead over second place. You are fifth in the country and walks, second in the Big 12, 12th in batting average, you're first in the Big 12, fourth in the country and hits first in the Big 12 there, 12th in on-base percentage, first in the Big 12 there. Uh and as much as you've seen it kind of like when it when it crops its head up, you're like, man, we, we strike out a lot. You're actually the third. You're, you strike out the third. You've struck out the third fewest amount of times in the big 12. Stricken. Stricken out three, <laughs> seven more teams have struck out more than you have. Uh, the biggest statistical anomaly here is your fielding percentage. You are 244th in the country. Um, that says 92nd lowest. I meant to say second lowest there's only one other power five power four school that has a worse fielding percentage than you. Is it Baylor? No, you're last in the conference. Ugh. And I, I, I don't, I don't remember who the team is. So I'm not, I'm not asking you to guess, but uh, that's not good, Tony. And like, we've said this for a couple of weeks now. Um, being 30 now, 34 games into the season. Like this is just who you are, right? Like, this is not, not going to change. You're not going to obviously all of a sudden skyrocket up and like not commit any errors. Um, there have been games you've played really clean baseball, and there have been games where you've committed five errors. Uh, you did it against TCU, and you were able to win in a game where you committed five errors. Um, But that's not typically how that's going to roll out for you.
1: Does it strike you as strange to be strike this far down stricken? Doven? Does it... St- Dugan Dugan, does it strike you to be strange? you your third in double plays, but also two hundred forty fourth in fielding percentage. Is it is this solely because Tracer Lopez is on the team? Would it be worse? Would you be like three hundredth in fielding percentage if he if he did not exist?
0: I don't know why I I, I hadn't put that together, but it's interesting because. At least anecdotally, I remember are like and, and and some of the things that we've we've seen in the, in the chat from guys like Keith I, that follow the team a whole lot more closely than even I, I do. Second base has been a, a a defensive hole for you, like you've had some struggles there. But obviously, second base is going to play a huge role in a vast majority of the double plays you turn, because like typically you're going to see a four six three or six four three where it's your shortstop and second, then back to first or in some kind of order up the middle and then over the first Um, before you start getting into like third base, second base, first base type of plays or any kind of weirdness where it's coming in from the outfield. But yeah, it's interesting that you are, you're so low in fielding percentage, but you're turning so many double plays still.
1: Yeah. That seems crazy to me. Just kind of an outsider look again. Like those, those two stats are, really skewed in opposite directions. Individually? Um It's like having the worst field goal percentage in the country, but leading the country in three-point percentage. It's like something is off. I don't know if that's a good... I, I don't know. I came up with that on the fly. But like maybe, maybe you're shooting 60% from three, but then 20% from everywhere else. And so then you're field goal percentage is like thirty.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Just can't hit
1: the side of a barn unless it's beyond the arc. See? The yeah, I, a I, barn?
0: When you when you <laughs> when you <laughs> when you brought up the field goal. Like I I, I went to football. I was like so you've got like a great red zone percentage, but you miss all your field goals?
1: Oh yeah, well okay. There's that or oh what would it be? Mm. you have a ton of first downs, but no points. I think we've been there. You're you're, you're good at moving the ball between the 20s and then it falls yeah. apart. Yeah, Yeah. T- ton of first downs, but uh, yeah, nothing to show for it. No points. Uh, no individually,
0: points. Nolan Hester is fourth in the country in walks, which is exactly where you want your leadoff man to be. You want to be the top on, on base percentage. He's 12th in the country in on base percentage, but fourth in the country in walks. Uh, Kevin Bazell is second in the country in doubles. With 16, I think first place has 19, so he's not that far off. No, sorry. That was, yeah, so first place has 17. Gage Harrelson has 13, but he's tied for 26, so there's a lot of guys up there. So even though he's he's at 26, he's only four behind the the nation's leader. Um, Gavin Cash is sixth in the country in hits, 13th in home runs, and fifth in RBI. R's bi, RBIs, ribbies. Sorry, there's there's so many different in ways we can string along this this joke here. bet <laughs> Austin Green second in sacrifice flies, and and interestingly enough, he hasn't played in the, the past few games, so uh, that's standing even though he's not he hasn't been in the lineup for for a little bit. Um, yeah, so you're first in the country in sacrifice flies. A lot of that has to do with with Austin Green, who's second in the country right now. Uh, and then the, the troubling stats, and we've already talked about the fielding percentage. Um, but I went back, we talked about this a little bit last week. We talked about who scores first. So you played 35 games now. Um, the opponents have scored first in 19 of those games. Now, something that has to do with like your, your home schedule and your away schedule. So of your 34 game, 35 games now, um, 25, have been home games, so obviously your opponent's going to have the first opportunity to score first. In two thirds of these games, so however you want to weigh that out. Um, but Texas Tech has played from behind in nineteen of their thirty-five games, uh, and a lot of these a lot of these teams are scoring first inning too. Like there were very yeah. few of these nineteen games where the first runs were scored in the third or fourth inning. Yeah, um,
1: TCU that the game I went to. Scored first batter,
0: yeah. And you got down what eight runs in the second? By the end
1: of the second, Like it was eight zero. So mm, I don't think it was. Ooh, no, I don't think it was that bad in game two. No, I think game it was one. one it, where was? it was. No, it was. You end
0: up winning twenty to sixteen. Yeah. Of those nineteen that tex Tech, Tech has played behind, they have come back to win nine of them. So about half. You're you're nine and ten in those games. Um your home and away splits, you're 21 and 4 at home, but you're two and seven away from Dan Lawfield, including a win tonight. You were one and seven before tonight. The other win came against Michigan in Arlington.
1: Oh, so it wasn't even a true No,
0: you're you're one in one in whatever, one in five. Uh, on the road and one and two at a neutral site. <sighs> so you got three three games on the road this weekend, uh, in Norman. So hopefully that's going to change a little bit and start to swing a little bit better into your favor. Um, stolen base.
1: Oh, you found some stolen base stuff. Okay, I'm excited about this. All right, it's not it's not good. I, know, uh, well, I didn't think it was because we briefly talked about it last week, and I don't know enough and and I'm not smart enough. Oh, sorry, we're filming this, aren't we? My hairy knee is in the. Hang on, let me move. Well, you're fine. I don't know that if anybody's, anybody's um, going to throw up a, a flag. F- I'm filming, that. filming this. How old what am, am I? I?
0: Yeah, you were the know. one that was getting onto me for talking about how you were being old, old. enough, and then you said filming.
1: Well, you see, here we're filming. We're filming here. See, <laughs> hey, <so> that, that <laughs> I have it on the reminds me of television. Quick. See, <laughs> yeah, but
0: <laughs> I watched a TikTok video uh, where these parents they oh, were what tiktok what's that <laughs> Sorry, okay um parents are probably gen xers because they look like they had high school age kids So other like young gen xers are very old millennials um they had a rotary phone and they gave mm-hmm. their two kids their two sons like you've got five minutes to figure out how to make a phone call with this they failed
1: it just was so
0: foreign. So, one, uh, it took them several minutes to realize you need to pick up the handset for an actual... So, like, they, they were they were turning the rotary incorrectly for a while. They don't um, even know what a dial tone is, do they? No. So, they started with, like, they, they figured out how to dial a zero first. Like, you do that and go all the way around. Like, okay, so that, that's a zero. And then what they did is they put their finger in a zero... And then for like nine or like well, whatever five they would take their their finger from the zero over to the five and then let go like ah oh. no or like seven And the zero they'd roll it over to the seven it's like no you actually don't die like a two just then it, it, it was hilarious they, like I said they, they were doing subtraction
1: they were they were they were, <laughs> they were on the game. wrong
0: end of the of the rotary <laughs> on that one um anyway, still in bases. Again, I'm not, I'm not in the the tactical uh, tactician here. Like, I don't know if it's on the pitchers. I don't know if it's on the catchers. I don't know if it's just like people, just teens aren't, aren't, aren't scared or intimidated by this at all or whatever. Um, opponents have attempted 68 stolen bases against Texas Tech and have been successful 53 times. Now, that success rate, I don't know where that ranks, if that's like a good success rate, but like comparatively to what you've done, is where I'm. I'm. I'm concerned. Texas Tech has attempted 28 stolen bases. Your opponents have attempted 40 more stolen bases than you have. You're 23 of 68. They are. Your opponents are 53 of 68. So they they just they're just they're going. And and you, you said you were there with a the TCU game. A lot of were, were were double steals. And all yeah. Kind of Rob stuff.
1: Rob pointed that out, and he's he's right. Yeah.
0: And then there were there were there were times I, I don't. I believe it was a TCU game where like um, they were barely being, the runners were barely being held on. Like they were just, they would basically get like a walking start and they just would never stop. They would just walk out, walk out, walk out, then take off. They're like you can stop that by looking at them. You can stop that by throwing at them and and, and ooh, hold on, <laughs> not throwing at them at the batter. Cause that was, that was an issue uh, that weekend um with Austin Davis. I'm not I'm not uh Ooh,
1: yeah, not that type of not top that type of throw at him. What I mean like um, as as a pickoff. Throw to the first baseman. Yeah. Throw to the or second, where, second where we're standing.
0: Baseman.
1: Yeah. Um
0: so with with your speed, you would I I would have thought you would have attempted more stolen bases. Um to be fair, you're, you're higher than normal slugging percentage, meaning you're getting more extra bases, meaning you have fewer opportunities to steal that 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 plays a part in this obviously like if you're hitting a double you're not stealing second because obviously second base is going to be the most frequently stolen base uh, because it's the furthest throw from the catcher um but still (laughs) like gage harrelson the fastest man in your lineup has stolen the most or attempted the most yeah well both He's five of seven on the season. Nobody else
1: has more than two attempts. But that doesn't seem, that's just never been Tadlock's deal, it seems like. He's just not. But why not? I don't, I'm not, I, I, I wonder that too. I don't know enough to argue it, but he's had some really fast guys and, and you know, a handful of times he'll, he, he would get some of the super fast guys to try to get around the bases, but, you know, even then, it, it just didn't seem very consistent.
0: There's that. Um, On the pitching side, you've given up the second most walks in the Big Twelve, and you've given up the most home runs.
1: So there's some, like you said, some issues.
0: You were third in the conference in home runs hit, hitting you and Kansas state are actually pretty close. And then, uh, I think you're like 45 and 48. Uh, but then Oklahoma state who's first has 61. Um, nationally, Florida is like on a whole different level. They don't lead the country. They're up there. I think they've got like 78 home runs, South Carolina, I think leads the country in home runs. Uh, Campbell is up there in home runs. Florida Gulf Coast is up there in home runs. Campbell, um, unless I'm misremembering, hold on, uh, that that actually doesn't sound right anymore. But like Campbell, the camels, the camel Campbell camels. Hold on, just just because okay, home runs. No, I need a team. Scroll. There we go. Uh The Florida... So, yeah. South Carolina's first at 76. Florida Gulf Coast, 75. Florida at 73. Campbell's fourth at 69. Nice. Georgia State. Nice. Fifth with 63. Miami, Old Dominion. Oklahoma State is eighth. Troy, Ellis, or Tennessee, LSU. Not surprised by LSU and Tennessee been up there because they're just... LSU is like the definition, like they, they, they bought their roster, Tommy tanks. I don't remember him, the transfer, like leading the country in average, which is stupid. It's like, I think, um, hold on. It's like 500, which is ridiculous because he's an everyday starter. No, Dylan Cruz, excuse me, Dylan Cruz, but with LSU, um, 31 games, 102 at-bats, 5'10", batting average. Scroll down a little bit. You've got a, a guy you've seen at New Mexico, Dylan Ditzenberger. He's seventh. J.J. Weatherholt at West Virginia, who you'll see here in a little bit. He is ninth. Sorry, eighth. Um, Got to scroll down quite a bit till you get to Gavin Cash, who is your team leader, but he's 44th. And he just dipped under 400, 397 But yeah, the, the nation's leader in, in in average is an everyday starter five ten. Bats five ten.
1: Oh, I thought you I thought that's how tall he was. I was like, Well I'm no, I, I don't know how
0: tall he is. he he, he may be five
1: ten. <laughs> Batting five ten? That's that's ridiculous. That's why my brain didn't register it. I was like, Why are you telling me his height right now? Oh, he's a freshman. That's fantastic. He also
0: has eighteen home runs. Okay, he is That's not He's six one, so he's he's five eleven. Do you want to go through the North Dakota State games? I, I yeah. I'd hoped I would I'd hoped you would you would sweep this series, but
1: yeah, the, really the only thing I wanted to talk about was you had mentioned Speedster Gage Harrelson earlier. Barrelson, I just Barrelson more like it. I just hate that he got robbed his uh, inside the park home run because of an error, lame baseball rules. Okay, but but to be fair to that though,
0: that right fielder had his hand. Oh yeah, he dropped it three
1: times. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Like he pulled like his hand out of the glove twice without the ball, and then like dropped it too. It was like, dude, he was having a day. Um, Yes.
1: Much much like. Gonna make a biblical comparison about being denied three times, but I think I'll stop there. But anyway, it was it was just like, yeah, it was nothing. He just kept dropping it. So and Harrelson was just sorry. Excuse me, barrels. Barrelson Barrelson was flying around the, ba- uh, the bag, around the bag. So when you can't decide if you're gonna say bag or bases, and you just say bag. <laughs> just kidding. Both bags. So that was probably my biggest takeaway. Uh, you know, pitching was what it was, especially on Friday, but, uh, pitching was what it was. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, and you know, tech, even the one I listened to and and watched the most was the first game on Saturday and I forgot what it ended up being, but you know, tech let them back in basically. I remember listening, thinking, Oh, well this is kind of over, you know, it was like seven to one or eight to one or something. And then, oops, and they score four more in the seventh and eighth. And all of a sudden it's eight to five. And I think they loaded up the bases and brought some guys out of the bullpen. And I was like, Ugh, this is getting really kind of scary now. So they, you know, I really don't know what happened on game three. We were busy. We did our Easter service that evening. So, um, but shout out to red Raider dugout because don't tell anybody. Uh, I subscribed to his, his Twitter feed so that my watch would give me scoring updates during church. Mm-hmm. Same. It's fine. I just needed to know the updates. That's all. But so I don't know what was really happening. He was, I mean, he was saying what was happening, but I wasn't going to, you know, chance looking at my watch that long. I was just going to look at the top, like, oh, okay. All right. Text still up. He is one of the good. only accounts I've got notifications turned on for. It's fantastic. If you don't have, Okay. But especially we're, during we're the, plug season. the STP nation again. Oh, yeah. Sure. If you, if you don't have red Raider dugout uh, on your Twitter feed, you need him on there. And then especially if you're away from a radio or the ability to stream it e- either audio or video, just subscribe to his Twitter feed, man. He, whether he's at the game or not, he gives a lot of great updates, a lot of great, not just, Oh, here's the score. It's like, here's the score and here's how it happened and mm-hmm. you know here's a pitching change coming and you know yeah it's it's enough updates where it's not like your phone's blowing up but it's you pretty much get one or two updates an inning i mean at least two updates an inning um and then if the there's a pitching three, change like
0: if there's a timeout yeah. then and he'll give an update then but he's got like a running tweet that he writes as the inning is ongoing and then at the end or at the, the the timeout whatever he'll send it so you get a a detailed half inning review um Assuming you're not batting around them, you know, twice
1: where you just run yeah, the and the character limits. Yeah, this is the first time I was like, oh yeah, character limits. This is good. Anyways, I'm, I'm glad that the, I'm glad that there's more characters now. This is why there there are more characters so that people could summarize events I'm unable to watch or listen to. It's really helpful, like a baseball game.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, so you uh, just really quickly Friday you started off the scoring in the second inning with a with a home run, a solo home run, and that's that's it. You, that, you didn't score again the rest of the night. Um, they got up to four to one lead uh, at the top of the fifth, and then nobody scored until North Dakota State broke it open in the top of the ninth for four more. So you were you were you had a four one game going into the ninth. So you're like, well, that's not bad. Yeah. Like, we're we're still within striking distance. And Then you give up four in the top of the ninth. Brennan Gerton takes his first loss of the season. He fall, like he, I see he's falls. He's, he's at 2-1 and one now. He got the start. Um, they only used, they, North Dakota State, only used two pitchers. Their starter, Cade Freeney, went six innings, three hits, one run. It was earned, two two walks and five strikeouts. Then their uh, reliever, who got the save, Skyler R- R- uh, went the last three innings, one hit, which is fantastic for him. Uh no obviously no runs, three walks, three strikeouts. Whereas your your staff, you combined six pitchers on the day, Brendan Gurton, Tabor Fast, Ethan Coombs, Derek Bridges. We didn't talk about him, but he's back in the, the rotation, or at least in the bullpen. Andrew Devine, Garrett Crowley. Um Gertin went four and a third, four hits, four runs. Three of them earned three walks, two strikeouts. Tabor fast, one and a third. Ethan Coombs went two, and then your final three guys. Had to like the three of them combined for one and a third. Um, Bridges went a third, Divine went two thirds, Crowley went a third. Um, so that game kind of got away from you there, right at the very end. Uh, and then Saturday, the first game, you win eight to five. You roll back out with Molina, who gets to th- uh, three and two on this season. Um, you start the. The, the scoring off with the Harrelson, what could have been an inside-the-park home run, but it was a triple, scored on a fielding error. Um, Washburn had a sacrifice fly. Zach Vuletic hit a two-run home run. Uh, and then the fifth inning, Bazell uh, knocked in a run to take a 5 nothing lead. Um, the sixth inning, Harrelson had an RBI on a fielder's choice. Uh, Bazell doubled. And scored two runs there to get you to eight to one. And then you kind of held on a little bit, uh, as they came back, they scored, uh, one in the seventh, two, three, sorry, three in the eighth to get it to eight to five. Um, but Molina went five and a third, two hits, one run. It was earned three walks and four strikeouts. Brandon Beckel came on, um, for one and two-thirds, three hits, one run, one earned. That may have been his first earned run of the season. But it wasn't an Big 12 play, <laughs> which is okay, I guess. Yeah, No walks, two strikeouts. Zach Erdman went a third. Jace Lopez, two-thirds. And Ryan Free got the save. He pitched the ninth. One hit, one strikeout. And then you wrapped up 45 minutes after that with game three. Or you started game three. You didn't wrap up the series, but a game that was in the tally. We talked about a little, little while ago, uh, North Dakota scored f- North, North Dakota state scored first. They scored two in the second. You didn't respond until the fourth, but you, you scored one in the fourth, four in the fifth. So you got up to a five, two, uh, lead. Um uh, they responded with one of their own in the sixth. And then you scored in the sixth, seventh and eighth to get to your eight to three victory. Um, Trinian Parrish got the start on the, the second game and went a s- six full innings. It's the longest you've had a starter go since Mason Molina, like week two, it feels like. It's been a long time since you've seen a six next to a, a pitcher. Or at least a starter. Because you got uh, Kyle Robinson went six innings in that 16-inning game against AM. Um Parrish went goes two. Sorry, goes six innings, picks up the win. It's his second of the year, so he's 2-0. Six hits, three runs, two of them earned, one walk to five strikeouts. Uh, And then Kyle Robinson came in to give you the last three innings, does end up earning a save. No hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts. So you love to see that from him. He did the three full innings on 33 pitches, so he's averaging 11 pitches per inning, which is pretty quick work. Um, like I said, would have hoped to, to get the win there on Friday, but it wasn't to be. Then you traveled on Sunday, Easter, uh, and then took on Stanford. You dropped the first game. Um, you did score first. You scored four in the second. You're like, holy crap, we jumped on them, and then you gave up a three spot, to Stanford, in the bottom of the second to get it back. They tied it in the fourth, took the lead in the fifth, added an insurance run in the sixth to get to your six to four um, result there. Jacob Rogers was your starter, went two and two thirds innings. Andrew Devine came in for an inning and third. Ethan Coombs, Derek Bridges, Dax Davey, all four of those guys went one in a third inning. Um, They combined the, the bullpen combined for three hits, but three runs and all of them were earned. Um, Three walks to just two strikeouts. You on the other hand, offensively, tex struck out 14 times in the first game versus Stanford, which is a huge number. Um, You struck out six times their starter, Dugan. There's no crying in baseball. And then to their guy that came in for the save, Bruno, he struck out five batters over two innings. So he faced eight batters and struck out five. Of the six outs, he recorded five were strikeouts, which is impressive for him, right? Good for him. Um, (laughs) bouncing back today, um, Mm -hmm. you did again, score first, uh, you scored in the top of the first and then you scored three more in the top of the third. So you are, you had a four, nothing lead, uh, Stanford responded, scored two of their own in the, in the third, you, you scored one in the fifth, three in the seventh, then three more in the ninth to get you to the eleven. Two results. Um, offensively, uh, you had a you had a home run from Hudson White. I don't know why I was I was stuck on his first name. I was, I was trying not to say Harry. I was like, I, that's not his name. His name's not Harry. Uh, he he had a two run home run um, in the ninth, which I thought was was pretty impressive. Um, Ty Coleman uh, was in your in the lineup today at DH. He second in the lineup uh, went two for four, which was good to see Um, on the mound. You rolled out Zane Petty as your starter. He went two and a third, three hits, two runs, one earned Ryan free. Brandon Beckel came in you love to see him. He went three full innings. He ends up getting the win. He's four. No on the season, three hits, no runs, no walks, four strikeouts on 35 pitches again. So, Twelve pitches an inning, and then he turned it over to Kyle Robinson, who went the final two full innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, two strikeouts on twenty-two pitches, so eleven. There, Kyle Robinson. If this is the the Kyle Robinson you're gonna get, uh, you know, maybe you're a little disappointed that uh, he didn't figure into the the rotation to start this season, but these last couple of appearances, especially late in games. Uh, where he comes in and throws multiple innings and gives up no hits, no runs, obviously. Like that's great. Like if this is going to be his role, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, obviously you, you know what you have in Brandon Beckel, uh, and he's you know he's that guy, right? Tonight he like I said went three innings, three hits, no runs, um, and four Ks. Uh, Keith is trying to submit his name or has submitted his name. I don't know if this is like an official. Um, but trying to get a little bit of, of, of attention on, on Beckel's performance um, for the D1 baseball's top 50 relievers list. Uh, he has a .79 ERA over 22 and two thirds innings pitched, 31 strikeouts to seven walks. Opponents are batting a 184 against him. Uh, a sub-one whip, 3-0 and 0 on, in 11 appearances and two saves. Nolan Hester tonight hit his 200th career hit was a double it's fitting for this team that hits so many doubles. So splitting the midweek with Stanford, I think was, was fantastic um, on the road. Cause we, we talked about your home and home and away splits a little while ago. Uh, this is your first true road game road, sorry, road win of this season. Uh, and mm. again, it was against a quality opponent, number eight, Stanford. Uh, so you did that at their place. You
1: are yeah, on the definitely road. a quality opponent.
0: Yeah, for sure. You're on the road this weekend against Oklahoma, not a quality, not the same quality of opponent. Let me put it this way. Uh, they are 67th in RPI, uh, which would actually help Texas Tech as they are 70th in RPI, especially with it being a road game. Um, they are 17, the Sooners are 17 and 16 on the season, three and sixth in Big 12 play, somehow doing worse in Big 12 play than Baylor is, uh, but Baylor's just above them at eight. Um, But if the schedule holds, you will play them Friday night at 6.30, Saturday afternoon at 4, Sunday afternoon at 2. They've got, um, which feels like it's been this way for the past few years, but they've got a guy that is absolutely mashing, and I'm blanking on his name. Just give me one second to pull this back up um, because they've got a batter that's just ridiculous.
1: So, kind of to jump on what you were saying earlier, it's the thing we've said this whole time: the, the schedule is very top-heavy. So, really, of the top, you know, the top three teams in the Big Twelve, the only one you have yet to face is Oklahoma State. You've already faced Texas and TCU, so you know. Hopefully, so you've played. Can State. take advantage of this.
0: Have you? Yeah, they were first, actually.
1: Crap you won that series 2-1. to one. That's right. Tanner tried yes, away. Because there's, cause you've kind of had their number for the last... Okay, I remember all the stats now. Okay, it's all coming back to me now.
0: It's all coming So you back. played
1: three of the top three. You, you, you played all, all the top. Um, yes. You get Oklahoma next, which
0: they're last, but I, I think they're better than the last place team. because I think it's very firmly uh, Baylor than Kansas. Oklahoma's probably sixth, but probably a lot like yeah, Texas tech. they're just a little victim of their their schedule so far um but i do believe i do believe they've already played baylor actually now not, not that i say that
1: um well yeah baylor's played 12 big 12 games and oklahoma's only played nine they have not had their their weekend
0: off yet like Texas tech just did um Oklahoma is eleven and seven at home this season. Sorry, I'm just a little bit delayed. Um, they lost three to four, four to three to Abilene Christian earlier in the season. Um, they they won this this series, but lost a game to a school called Rider. Mm. They had a game against UT Arlington canceled. Uh, they played quite a few games against California. They lost. Nine to twelve uh, in Frisco at, or sorry, to Ohio State. Um, they swept in a two-game series UNLV. They beat the brakes off of Houston and won a three-game series, uh, scoring twenty-eight runs in three games. Uh, they lost to Wichita State. They won the series versus TCU, which is a uh, raised eyebrows there. They lost a close game to. Dallas Baptist they got swept by Kansas State uh they lost they lost a 23 to 11 game to Stanford and then ooh but one no sorry they split a four game series they won the, the middle two two zero six to five and then lost 16 to five um they beat oral Roberts and then yeah they just lost the series to Baylor that's what it was in Waco They lost that first game, ten to six. They won game two, six to three, and then lost the last game, five to three. Their most recent game was tonight versus Wichita State, and they beat them eight to one. Um. So in terms of like looking ahead, uh, I don't know why I I clicked off of that page real quick, but um. Like I said Tanner Treadaway, I think is their offensive leader um oh and now their their website doesn't want to work for me uh he's batting he's got a above three hundred sorry this is this is fantastic um but yeah he's above three hundred in terms of pitching though sorry this is where I meant to where I meant to start um game one you should see a a guy in the name of oh my gosh their their website like it'll load and then reload braxton dooth it <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm
0: butchering that name um for for the Sooners, uh, at least in this last game, he went four full innings, gave up one hit, no runs, five walks to four strikeouts. But on the season, um, he's a graduate, 5'11", 200, uh, right-handed guy, previously played at uh, Lamar. Um, Why are they not showing his stats? It doesn't matter. I'm 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 so tired of their website. That's that's what you're gonna get. Dooth it. <laughs> Dooth it. Um but like like teams that you you face Oklahoma previously, uh, if you're not careful, they're gonna they're gonna reach up and, and, and smack you around a little bit. They they've got a pretty good offensive ball club. Um but I I I I can't I I can't stand their website right now, so I'm sorry. That's that's what I got for you for the Sooners.
1: You think it'll... Are you predicting a series win or a sweep? What are you thinking? I am hopeful for a series win. Yes. But that, that's the second best. and third true road wins of the year. Yeah, because and I would love to win all in the
0: same week. I'd love to win Saturday, Sunday, like... Like have them win the first game and get all like all up in their head about it, and then it's like, no, we're gonna slam that door. Um, One because it means that you've you've got a Mason Molina bounce back. Uh, He's not been able. He's not been pitching deeper into games, and you need him to go a little bit a little bit longer. Uh, And then it probably means you figured out something on Sundays, Uh, whether it's turning parrish or you found a combination of guys to to roll with. Uh, Because Sunday last year was obviously a big 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 hole for you and. Your pitching rotation, your starting rotation has been so thin. Uh, you've you've not had a great feel about what your weekend looks like. Um, you've rolled out several different starters early. You, you've had Brennan Gurton and Mason Molina there for the majority of the season. Mason Molina has been the, the the obviously the stalwart thing. He's been there the longest. Gurton came in uh, in relief of Kyle Robinson that first game. Um, and then you've had guys like Tabor Fast and. Trenton Parish and all, you know, guys like that come in and figure out how to uh, um, get some innings. I don't know why I blanked so hard just then.
1: I was just going to say pitch to help you out.
0: Uh, Saturday, uh, you'll probably see a guy in the name of James Hitt. He's 2 0 in the season. Uh, last appearance versus Baylor went five and two thirds, gave up two hits, just two hits, one run. It was earned two walks and three strikeouts. Um, and then if, if the, if the website wants to cooperate, I can give you a Sunday or at least who they went with last. It knew I was trying to do something on the fly. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week, Midweek, you are hosting Grand Canyon. This would be the return trip from last year's uh, series. At least, if you're looking at their RPI, they're not the same. They're not the same kind of opponent as as you you've previously seen them. Um, they are 126 in the RPI. They are 18 and 13 so far in the season, and nine and six in their own conference play. Uh, you'll play them Tuesday at 6:30 and Wednesday at 2 p.m. All these games, even going back to the Oklahoma. Games will be on ESPN+. Plus, So you may have missed out the games today and yesterday versus Stanford because of the Pac-12 nonsense. But get back on your old ESPN uh, rotation there. And then following that next weekend's games, surrounding the football spring game, you've got a series versus Baylor. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, they are twelve and twenty at least as of today, four and eight in Big Twelve play, and two oh nine in RPI. So we talked about them being ahead of Oklahoma in the standings. Uh, Oklahoma, at least according to RPI, sixty seven. Baylor's two oh nine, and they probably got a pretty big bump after beating or you know winning the series against Oklahoma. Uh, that number is obviously yeah. going to change a lot in, in the two weeks before you play them, but after that, you've got your one of the two games you had scheduled. Uh, you're going to be making the trip to Abilene for the first now of the two games versus Abilene Christian. Uh, they're 26th in RPI. And then you'll be back home, nope, back on the road that weekend to take on Kansas state who is 90th in RPI. At least as of today. I wonder if the Oklahoma website would work for me now, but I, I'm, I'm not now so far past it. I'm closing it. So,
1: it's not, it's not even worth it. It's, it's not worth it, dude. No it's worth not worth it. it. So, uh,
0: in terms of like where, where where you're headed this season, um, like you needed to split uh, this this series with, with with Stanford, um, to to get you going the right direction, and then you've got opportunities here to improve on your RPI. But I think, unfortunately, at this point, I think I've seen reliable people say that there's not much you can do to get back into a hosting conversation, even for a regional bid. Um, which is unusual that you are, you're considered out of it at this point in the season, a little more than halfway three fifths. You played 30 of 50. Yeah. Um, And
1: having only played three conference series.
0: But I think because, um, you had the the sweep against Texas and you've had these, these strange non-conference blips to that. The damage has been done. Now you can obviously play yourself into an appearance, right? Like, I, I don't think, like, I, I think you're good enough to obviously play in a regional and, you know, if you figure out your rotation, you, you can win a regional. You saw this, uh, you got matched up with a really good Notre Dame team last year. Um, who ended up making it to Omaha. Uh, they they won the regional. They won the super regional on the road at number one Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like this team is not... At, it's not a question that they can get to a regional win. um, And then just go from there. But you've got opportunities, again, against uh, not the strongest of the Big 12 teams. Put it that way, but you still need to you need to play your better games, your best. I I, I don't think it takes the best games, but you need to be playing a lot better to be putting yourself into a position to win this, these, um, and to be moving back up the conference standings. So with that, Michael, let's go to round ball. Let's talk about basketball. Okay. Let's basketball. Here comes Stevenson. (laughs) Stings.
1: over the top, opponent and a crowd stripped by Owens, already on the run, bounce pass, here's Culver! Evans, yes! Game over! Mooney with a crossover in the line, Owens!
0: Now the shot clock is at three, Mooney spins, fires, oh, he got it to go! Edwards with a three, good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Ready double into oh, two. Already, Odiasse parts it in. Shot clock down to
1: five. Got the screen. Here's a three. Good. Culver got the separation. Big shot. Stepping up big time. Dagger. Culver with the dish. (laughs) Odiasse and one. He can tie it at the line. That's it. There's a new.
0: Right, basketball. <laughs> Sorry, the biggest thing I think we're looking at right now is staff names. Right, um, mm-hmm. coming back from the announcement last week that Grant McCaslin is the next head basketball coach at Texas Tech. Uh, we've had we had a couple guys that we had thrown out or we had we'd heard of there being some contact, um, but essentially since then nothing. We haven't heard anything. Uh, we're talking about Ben McCollum and John Jenkins. Jacus Ben McCollum is the head coach at Northwest Missouri State, and Jacus John is the associate head coach at Baylor. Um, but since then, we have heard uh, of uh, two official hires. Um, the number of consecutive vowels in this man's name <laughs> makes me, leads me to believe it's pronounced Breuer. Oh, my gosh, I was going to go Brayer or Brayer or Brower. I could go with Brower, Matt Brower, B-R-A-E-U-E-R. And then Achoki Moikobu. Both of these guys were with McCaslin at North Texas. Uh, These are the guys I think that were rumored to be in contact with recruits and on behalf of Texas tech, or that were at least in the, in the facility for the announcement last week, but they've been officially released or their names have been released as, as official hires at this point. Um, and then today, tonight actually, strength and conditioning coach Andrew Wright has been announced. Uh, he was again with McCaslin at UNT for four years, and now will be at Texas Tech. They're actually they released a picture of him um, in gear, in tech gear, in in a weight room. So he's been here a few days at least. Yeah, to be picked definitely. Uh, and then something else. I, I'm I'm not like scooping a paywall here because uh, it's just it, this wasn't staff that reported it, but. Um, the rumors are, and this is not like outlandish, and it could just be like because it's been talked about so widely, somebody just heard it again and replied it, but reported it. Not replied it, not reported, shared it on a board. Uh, But that- Replied it. Supposedly, (laughs) supposedly, um, in some kind of official capacity, Barrett Peary has been contacted and has been- not interviewed, but questioned about his uh, interest in a position with the the Texas Tech staff.
1: As long as that is McCaslin's decision. Yep, that's true, because that wasn't wasn't clarified in the
0: post. It was just that Barrett Peary has been contacted about a a, a possible position on McCaslin's staff.
1: Yeah, I think initially there was a lot of wishful thinking on the message boards of, well you know, Peer is going to be part of the deal. Uh, and I'm like, what, what head coach would agree to that? That's crap. You know, if that was actually, if that one, if that was actually part of the deal, that's a crap deal. But two, there's, that's just not going to happen. I don't think anyone's going to put strings attached to McCaslin to say, well, hey, but you've got to bring this guy in, whether you really know him that well or not. Because some of the donors like him and the fans like him. 'Cause he was pretty good in Lubbock the one year he was here, we think. But I do like Peary quite a bit. I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't want him here, but and he was not here during all whatever whatever the heck happened this last year. But I think it's best to completely clean house like they're doing and just to continue going down a completely new path. And that is no offense to Peary.
0: Yeah, and, and actually... Start I, start over. I was... I was, My memory was mistaken. Uh, it says, per an inside source, Grant McCaslin has reached out to Barrett Peary to talk about potential positions on his staff and to gauge his interest in returning to Lubbock. He was also told, the same person was also told that Peary has interest in coming back. But whether that is the right position... If he offers, right? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know yeah. what all. I mean, whatever. I liked Peary, and I was, was super sure. uh, excited about the potential of Texas Tech incorporating some of his style from Portland State, whether it was defensively or offensively or all of the
1: above. And we got none of it. Um, well, it, it, one thing we did get was his at least on social media and I think it was genuine too just his unabashed commitment to Lubbock like mm-hmm. immediately so that was ex- excellent you know that was really great to see so i think a lot of people remember that and that may be driving it just as much as anything else but um he was you know very present online very positive about the town and that goes a long way out here it goes a long way in a, in a lot of places but it yeah, definitely I, does out
0: here it, it, it's turned into a meme right but like that that answer that answer that Matt Wells gave at his radio show right like that's been the meme the joke running now for several years like what's your favorite thing about Lubbock and as a head coach who had been here for several years he said that his son plays baseball here well yeah he's in Little League he's gonna play wherever you live
1: um, oh speaking of he's uh, he's still here or at least his kids are. Some some. I mean, he was at a... I have a confirmed sighting. He was at a Good Friday Easter service here in Lubbock. And that wasn't a... Who was the,
0: that was here for so long? It was his, his offensive coordinator. Yeah, Yost. Yost. I have a, I have a shirt with his face on. It. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> the Hair Raid. Still weird. I'm not wearing it today because <laughs> I was out, outside painting today, but...
1: Shit. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to get that. You don't want to don't, get that. I don't want to mess right that here.
0: shirt up, man. It's too good. It's a collector's um, item. But other names. I think we were like the other, other aspect of like what what else we we sh- were looking forward to uh since the McCasland announcement has been roster updates. Um mm-hmm. his all conference player of the year, Tyler Perry, released on the eighth a list of 12 finalists. Uh, but Texas Tech, Tech was on the list. Uh, so that's, that's a positive. He listed Baylor, Florida, Texas Tech. this is in order. Uh, Texas Tech, Tech, Arkansas, or sorry, in order of how he listed it, not as in like, um, like I, I Baylor is my first choice in Florida. It's just, this is the order he gave Baylor, Florida, Texas Tech, Arkansas, Louisville, Tennessee, Wake Forest, Oklahoma, Creighton, Minnesota, Stanford, and Oklahoma state. Obviously some of those schools are not like the others. Like there are contenders on that list. And then they were like
1: Yeah, like like Stanford, obviously.
0: I mean like ten of those twelve teams, like that that would be a good school to go to for basketball. Like I understand that. And then a couple of them are like,
1: uh like that doesn't jive with the rest of your list there, man. Anyway, maybe maybe Stanford's promising him some um some spots on the CW to promote his brand.
0: Or Minnesota.
1: Wake Forest? Yeah.
0: I guess there are nine. Golden Gopher basketball? Miles. But, big, like... Big time. Um, I know Baylor is looking for a guard after losing LJ Cryer, and I would have loved to have been in that that sweepstakes, and it, it happened really quickly. Uh, I think he's going to Houston, I believe, mm. uh, and Samson, and that, oh, my gosh, he's just reloading, it seems like. Yeah. Um, so it would make a lot of sense there, but like Florida, Arkansas, Louisville, Tennessee, Oklahoma is, I think on, on the tail end of that list, Creighton was, was pretty good. Oklahoma state, but still like those aren't, those aren't bad options to, to, to fall into from conference player of the year. Uh, but it would, you know, he'd love to reconnect him with his, his old head coach. Uh, We mentioned Hofstra guard Aaron Estrada. He listed a final four that did not include Texas Tech, so you could go ahead and mark him off your list there. Um, Texas Tech guys in the portal that you are looking to hear from, Elijah Fisher hasn't made anything official. Robert Jennings very recently uh, said he is coming back to Texas Tech. Um, His announcement was kind of funny. Like, sources indicate that R.J. Bucket's RJ get Buckets <laughs> is coming nice. back to Texas Tech. It was like sources and it was a it was like a, an arrow pointing down to a, a video of him in a Tech jersey, which is awesome. I I I think Jennings um like was it was a good piece that you would definitely want to develop and and can have a guy like him on the team. Um, Amac we said goodbye. He uh, he committed, made it official, going to Cal. Um, KJ Allen reported finalists, and this is from like a source that knew him from his AAU team. So like take that with a grain of salt or whatever you want to say, but does not include Texas tech, but it is Nevada, Portland state, San Francisco, UC Riverside and Louisiana tech. And then finally, Mm -hmm. the other update that we have, uh, Davion Harmon, uh, has entered his name into the NBA draft proceedings, but will not retain his college eligibility. So he will not be coming. Whereas Perry, Tyler Perry, did also enter or start the proceedings, or whatever for the the NBA draft, but did retain his eligibility. Harmon did not. So read, that's still, read into
1: that what you want to. Right. That's still based upon hiring or not hiring an agent. Is that still how that's kind of determined, or is that just part of the piece of retaining your eligibility? Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I, I, I could look even it up. More real complicated, quick. man. But um,
0: I mean, there there are guard options on this team and elsewhere. <laughs> like Harmon was good. I, I I I he had flashes. Um, and I I don't want to hold like like him not meeting my expectations against him, especially considering how the season actually played out. If he wants to go play professionally, good luck, man.
1: He's been yeah, at three well, different
0: and, schools under like eighteen different head coaches. He's had a not the easiest uh, career no. to deal with, like head coaching turnover. He's probably like I, I have no desire to do this again. So yeah, which he, is fine.
1: He absolutely, I think he single handedly won Tech at least three games this year, <laughs> maybe four. Yeah, the, the, I, I I don't know. I'd I'd have to go back and factor that all up, but man. There, there were so many games where he was the only offense Tech had, especially late in the
0: games. Like it turned into, give the ball to Harmon and let him cook, and he yeah. he excelled at that in a lot of those those opportunities. But other than that, though, like it's just been rumors and posts on message boards. Uh, you did you get the three coaches announcements, the two two uh, assistant coaches and a, a strength and conditioning coach. I think you've got at least one more official assistant coach, probably the like associate head coach title um, to, to fill out, whether it's McCollum, McCollum, Jacobs, or Peary. I assume those are your, your three top candidates or at least the ones that have been reported on. and um, Waiting to hear back on who wants what, you know, because McCollum's been a head coach at – uh, that school he's at for quite a while. And and it, it kind of reminds me a lot of like the, uh, the career tra- trajectory of like Steve green at South Plains, which like, you kind of feel bad for him, right? Like he had been there for 20 yeah. something years and finally, finally broke down. It's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll move up. And he's with a program for one year. And then just like that coaching staff
1: gets demolished. It's like, well, yeah, Yeah. I was wondering, what does he do now? I, I don't, do you try I don't to go even, back I, to South Plains? Yeah, I haven't looked at South Plains as you know, who they hired since then or how they did or anything like that. I wonder if he would be welcome back in some sort of analyst role or something, get his foot in the door. I, man, I don't know. That's an interesting dynamic. And, yeah, you do kind of finally get lured away and then just get thrown into a meat grinder.
0: Uh, they finished their season, they lost in the region five tournament. They lost to uh Ranger. Is Billy Clyde Gillespie still at Ranger? I think so. <laughs> like, talk about a name you haven't heard of in a while. BCG, Billy Clyde Gillespie. I, is he still at? Hold on. He was at Tarleton State at 2020.
1: Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, he may not be a Ranger anymore. But he was there for a while, right? He was at Ranger. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: it was right after he left Tech, it felt like he he kind of landed there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if it was right after I felt like there was a gap.
0: Yeah, because uh, like, on, on his uh, sports reference page... It's got a uh, Texas tech. He was there 2011 to 2012. And the next thing yeah. on that list is Tarleton state. Uh, 2020. So there's an eight year gap
1: there. I'm sure he was coaching. Well, Ranger, years, but he, he Ranger won. was 2015 to 2020. All right. So no, he's
0: been at Tarleton state the past three seasons. Um, Got them turning the right direction. First year went ten and ten, then fourteen and seventeen, then last year went seventeen and seventeen. Winning more games every year. All right, that's a tangent on Billy Clyde Gillespie. That I didn't think we were gonna take tonight. You wanna wanna move on to football real quick? Again, not yeah. I'm not even just really just really, play the music, just just get to it. Uh, we've already kind of mentioned it. Spring practice is ongoing. Uh, if you're not following the Twitter accounts, they are releasing like a drill of the day video, which has been really interesting and fun to watch. There was um, a video, I don't even call it like a highlight or like a like a—a a focus on uh, Taj Brooks. But it said, uh, here for the Taj runs or whatever it was, say for the Taj dance. And then Brooks <laughs> okay. retweeted it and said, Y- y- y'all know I always and he had like the watch emoji, but this year I'm gonna be dancing. So his touchdown celebrations may be a little more. But the video that the the official football account came out, it, it looked like like he was having a lot of fun with that dance.
1: So so we're we gonna go with like the the Taj Tango, or Ooh, the I like that. What do what do we got here? What are the other options? The Brooks Bossa Nova? Is it even a dance? I just remember that was like a, yeah, it's a dance a, a default keyboard song on my first keyboard. <laughs> you just play the bossa nova and it was like ding do, do, ding 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 do, do, ding ding. It was a real, it was a really ripping keyboard song from you know the early '90s. I'm talking musical keyboard people. Someone's out there like, oh. Uh, one of them tapping keyboards that don't make no sense. Sorry, I, I was I
0: was looking for uh, this tweet and I misspelled Taj Brooks's name. I was like, it's not coming. Um, okay, so the tweet from Texas Tech, Tech Athletics, Texas Tech, Tech Football, excuse me, come for the Taj score, stay for the Taj celebration. Um, and then he retweeted it. Y'all know how I got the watch. We end zone dancing this year. So go Let's check out his it. account. Um, spring game we talked about is going to be next weekend the 22nd 12pm will be on ESPN plus but those local can hit up Lowry Field I'm sure but I haven't been uh, I haven't been in the discord I'm sure there will be some pregame festivities for the Lubbock Picador's
1: I would imagine. And, and if you know, not at the baseball
0: game the same day.
1: Yeah. We should we should
0: get something in the works there. Something should be generated. I'm looking at your root.
1: Agree. But it's 12, <laughs> you know, 12 p.m. That's kind of early. Got to get to do brunch, some uh, the breakfast burritos brunch. and a uh your your libation. Li- is it libation
0: with the b or the v? Libation. Libation with the b. Libation of Pretty choice. Sure b. Your morning, yeah. Pick me up. Um, you had a huge uh, junior day weekend at uh, junior day weekend, but uh, you had a bunch of guys in town, um, including some big skill position players. Like you had a, your, your quarterback target, you had a running back target. And obviously you've got Micah Hudson, the five-star receiver that you are in the, you're in the running for and a finalist for. Um, they were all here. So, Seemingly very positive reactions that we're seeing coming out of that, uh, which I'm not surprised with the recruiting staff and McGuire and all that going on. Um, But no no new commits since last week. We talked about the the tight end out of South Oak Cliff. Um, And then news broke today about um, our man Cliff Kingsbury getting back into the college game, reuniting, and it feels so good, with Riley.
1: Yeah, and the Trojans, and the back Trojans. to USC. He's he's back for round two. <laughs>
0: was 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 there ever truly a round one?
1: Absolutely. There's some footage of him in an office. <laughs> yeah, he was also gone. with a I, with like a he
0: held a single practice there.
1: He had a, he had a Trojan shirt on. Well, you, you can you can Photoshop those pretty easily. He had a layover in LA on his way to Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, I was, I was blanking. I was like, "Is it Phoenix? Crap!" I was trying to. Yeah, so he's going to be um,
0: going to be an offensive analyst, and coaching quarterbacks,
1: while still getting paid by the Cardinals. Beautiful. He's going to be I mean, making what bank? What a great move by our guy. I was kind of hopeful just for mental health that he would take this season off, but you really kind of can't do that in that profession. You've got to. What are we talking about? He he took like a month off to Thailand. Yeah,
0: but not the season. Well no, but if you take a season off, like when the next coaching carousel comes up, like your name's not oh, gonna absolutely. be mentioned. Like you, you yeah, like you, that's you, you, right. You can't you can't afford to take off and
1: if you still want to coach,
0: you can't take that much time off.
1: No, I think this is about best case scenario to where he's not Okay, I'm back into you know being a head coach somewhere or even an offensive coordinator. He just gets to show up and hang out with Lincoln in L.A. That offense is going to be ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's 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 a pretty sweet gig. USC. I mean, I've had so many people tell me today, like, "Man, USC is just such a team that's so easy to hate." And I get it, Um, but I'm going to hate them less this year.
0: But for for a guy like like for what we know of Kingsbury that is and an O guy like and like just loves to draw shit up and like work with, with quarterbacks like this couldn't have been a better fit but he like yep. was never going to be in a position to be an offensive analyst or a quarterbacks coach um after what he did at, at Houston like being a failed or at least fired NFL head coach that no longer really needs money like you can take a step back and like at least, in title, and be like, yeah, I, 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 I can be a, a position coach. I can be a quarterback coach in college again, uh, and be just fine. Make two hundred thousand dollars and not really ever need it.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure Riley was like, "Don't worry, you don't, you don't have to recruit. You're fine." <laughs> no, like here, recruit the number one guys, the guys the, while the they're on state. campus. You don't have to travel, yeah. but like
0: while they're here, like, wow, well, we want them to meet you, obviously. But yeah, just come in and say hello and. Well, here's the thing. Yada, yada. We'll, we'll bring them by your office. You, you, you'll be here for sure. We'll just bring them by yeah. your office while you're yeah,
1: because you you get here at three thirty in the morning. So yeah, well, he's still he's damn, still on. Damn, on damn sure you'll time. be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I one. I think it's, it's great news. I, I I I don't hate the guy. Like it was time for him to be fired from Tech Tech a long time ago, and it's been long enough. Like he he left in the like. I mean, left. He was fired. Um, but he didn't, like, burn bridges and, like, go scorched earth and uh, was successful everywhere else he's been, uh, which kind of made Texas Tech look a little weird. But, like, we, er, er, I think everybody understood and saw, saw that, like, college hedge coach, at least at that time, was not a fit. Uh, but having said all that, I, I do have a little more interest in watching USC, as, at least their offense, um. So.
1: Yeah. Well, and I kind of had some interest last year already, just because I really enjoy Sooner Tears online. They're so so good, and just uh, the the constant. Oh, we don't have Riley anymore. We're going to be so much better. Like you guys have no idea. You've never gone through this. You've you've had an f- entire generation of people who have never gone through a forced coaching change. That wasn't thought of, you know, five plus years in advance, or um
0: losing season,
1: or a losing season. Oh. screw them; they suck.
0: Uh, okay. So, football adjacent. Let's get to questions. And I, I say questions. Okay. I, I didn't really have any words to put it, but it's a question for you, Michael. There's been some smoke and steam building for Big Twelve expansion again, and it's going back towards. Legitimate big time options, not like, oh, we're going to add Boise State or San Diego State. Like, very recently, there's been some momentum and significant momentum of getting Colorado back to the Big 12 and
1: possibly even Arizona with them. Thoughts? I'm in. I'm instantly in. And not that I really. Love Arizona or Colorado that much, but they are Power Five schools. They put money into their programs. They care about sports, even though you know Colorado likes to pretend they don't. Um, I, I think I think that's just the right move to continue to expand and make sensible decisions while doing it. You know, Colorado is not super far away from everything and i mean i guess i'm sure people in florida would disagree <laughs> but or west virginia might go good lord uh, but for us it's like yeah oh, yeah you know most people i know drive to colorado at some point during the year so that's not crazy um they're going to go through there on the way to wyoming we have a group of friends friends in the discord destined to Go to that Wyoming game for this year's season opener. So there's going to people. There's going to be people drive to Boulder or fly to Denver or whatever they got to do.
0: Yeah, the, I, I think there I are like plans it. for like a Friday activity in Colorado before they drive up for the game yeah. on Saturday to Wyoming.
1: Yeah. So I, it, I'm I'm all about it. I like it. I don't. I have not followed Colorado sports anything. I I don't think they've been very good at anything. In the last several years, and I'm sure someone will correct me they, if I'm wrong. That's fine.
0: They had a spike in football a couple years ago. They were, they, were, they were pretty good. Yeah, and then I think if they, I they lost the their record. coach. Yeah, be, be, because it was the it was the big-time coach that went to Michigan State. Uh, yeah. Mel Tucker?
1: I was about to say Kuyper, so you're right. <laughs> Todd, Todd, Todd. Uh, so they have Mel
0: Tucker. Yeah, so he, he was at he was at uh, Mi- he was at Colorado before he went to Michigan State, and he was he had them going pretty good.
1: Being closer to the prime show is is interesting. So the, 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 being it's... tangentially involved <laughs> with that is 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 a is a perk. I mean, I know he won't be there forever, but that's a, a very intriguing concept.
0: Speaking of, there was a tweet I saw that was kind of entertaining. I don't know like what the timeline would look like, and even if these guys would still be coaching their spots, but they're like, think about a Dion or a prime led Colorado football team playing Gus Malzahn and the bounce house. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the, 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 the clash of those personalities and programs and what that might look like. And it'd be a conference, like a, a meaningful conference game. Uh, obviously they, they, they could schedule and play non-conference long before they're ever conference opponents. What I find interesting mm. and it, it doesn't quite, it doesn't work yet with the numbers that we would have if we just added these two but towards like a, like a 16 team, four pod, four team pod system, Texas Tech, BYU, Colorado and Arizona would be your Western pod. Sign me up, brother. Yeah. I, I'm, I would love that that, like those protected in, in football, those protected scheduling alliances with those, those other three programs.
1: Injected I, veins, man. I like this twofold, you, you know, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, and because it will put the Pac-12 in a bind. I don't know why. Well, screw them. Just yeah, exactly. I,
0: especially, it, especially if the University of Utah gets left out, man, and they they get relegated oh, back boy, to the Mountain been, West. They have been please so bad. let that happen because you know Washington, Oregon are biding their time until the, everything works out for them to to realign to the big 10. Great. Like that's a foregone conclusion. The remnants of the pac 12 need to be finding a spot in the, in, in the big 12, in the big 12. And it, it, it's always felt like it was going to be the four corner schools. Although you weren't getting New Mexico because nobody wants New Mexico, but you were going to get Arizona, Arizona state and Colorado, possibly Utah we, was, was in that, in that discussion. But like if the Utah, th- like especially with their fans and how they've interacted since they've been in Big Boy Football for all of two years, um, if they get relegated back to the Mountain West, man, oh, I'll drink those you tears. It'd make it all worth it, would. So yeah, I I I think we're both on the same page. Then we're we're would be big fans of of bringing in Colorado and or Arizona. Um, uh, I would think if you did that, you'd probably want to pair out the expansion. Wait, hold on. If you added those two, once Texas and Oklahoma gone, you're, you're you're then up to 14, right? Yes. Yeah. Then I, I I would think you would want to grab two more Eastern schools, like a Louisville Miami or, you know, something like that. Like where where you're, you're going out East, right? So you get like, um, Cincinnati, West Virginia, Louisville, UCF, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alabama and
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Auburn while we're at it.
1: Uh, Florida maybe State. Florida State, though. Florida State's possible. Notre Dame. No. I
0: mean, they're not they're not
1: aligned with any any yeah, conference. That's a big deal. So maybe not USF.
0: Maybe not two Eastern schools, but Like like one Eastern and like more northern or more central school. And then you can kind of, like, geographically, because I don't know why, like, in my mind, geographics have to, have to come in and, and play a fit here. Uh, but, then like, geographically, you can, like, very clearly and mark out, like, you've got four pods, and they make sense, and you're not, like, you're not having a lot of cross-country trips every year that are just logistical nightmares. Anyways. You want to wrap this up with what we learned? We've been going an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. What did what, you learn? Well, hold on, man. We're not there yet.
0: Oh, sorry. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. Going yard. Um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Oh, I was outside. I was painting my shed. I'm building a shed again. We, we did this a couple of years ago. Uh, three years ago. COVID project. Uh, I built a shed. We moved, obviously, recently. Well, we're, it's almost been a year now. Nine months. Uh, and I, I it was always going to be a spring project, and then obviously with the baby comes like all this time off at home. This is a great time to do it. Um, I had the the concrete poured for the, the foundation the shed, and then the, the an extension on the patio. I was like, oh, we're we're doing this now. And then I'm, I'm looking at the calendar. It's like I've got like two and a half weeks left before I go back to work <laughs> to wrap this up. <laughs> Having said all that, I put down grass seed in the fall. Basically to hold my dirt in place and not like have it be just lost to the wind. Uh, I have since nuked it off, put down the old roundup one, which I know is super healthy for everybody involved yes. um, to get to Bermuda. And I never wanted Bermuda, but then I, the, the fight against it has, has worn me down and I'm, I'm going to be growing Bermuda now and hopefully going to keep it kind of short, but I needed to get the uh, shed to a spot where it could withstand water which it wasn't in a spot worker with 10 water when we got that storm on Sunday, but it has survived well enough that we should be good. Going yard update. I'm planting grass seed this weekend.
1: Hey, before you get too far... That's all I had. I have <laughs> I have a roundup update.
0: Uh, it's not it's not like an everyday thing, so I'm not going to get cancer from it, but
1: go on. No, no, no. Did, did you ever see that... Um, Oh, there was this guy Patrick Moore. He was a lobbyist for Monsanto who claimed that Roundup is safe to drink, and he claimed I it. I doubt
0: that's so very hard.
1: Oh yeah, uh, disclaimer. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. he claimed that during an interview, and then someone offered him a glass of it, and he did he did not partake. But I just wanted to pass along that you know, according to this guy from 2015. Roundup is supposedly. I don't even want to finish saying it because then someone's going to record me saying
0: it. Weed killer is totally safe to drink, says ecologist, before declining a glass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know if you knew about that little thing that happened. So I've got a going yard update, sort of. Love to hear it. My tree got torn to shreds. Oh, uh, was it from the storm on Sunday? We had, we had two inches. For those of you who don't know, we had two inches of hail—not two inch hail, but a thick sheet of hail, two inches thick. I had piles our yards.
0: Like eight, nine inches deep.
1: Oh yeah, it Is, was like snowdrifts.
0: Well, just, just, just because of the way like it was blowing directly into the like, our backyard, like it was coming in from the north our backyard faces yes. north, and it was, like, directly coming in. I was like, ah, oh, this... Like, our, our windows got pounded. My AC unit outside, the the internal fins got, got pretty beat up. Was like, oh, man.
1: Yeah, my little tree out front, we were just bragging about it. Like, man, it just really put out this year. It's just been such a good tree. And there's just so much green underneath it when we were done, when the hail mm. came through. So, but, okay, so the, the things... That's really the only going yard I had. I'm, I've am i got a segment called Watching Film. Okay. This is, this is the inaugural Watching Film segment. Took the six-year-old and my lovely wife to see the Mario movie I've heard on Friday.
0: Very strongly mixed reviews on this, bad boy.
1: I liked it fine, um, but it just kind of struck me as odd. So, um, spoiler alert... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm just going to spoil a little bit of it. I'm going to spoil Bowser's motivation. He is on his way to destroy Princess Peach's kingdom. What? Unless she agrees to marry him. Dude has no game. That's just not how it works, Bow Wow. That's not it. You don't you don't come in guns blazing and be like, "Well, I'm going to destroy your town and everything you love unless you marry me." Cuz it's Jack Black doing the voice too. Oh, fantastic. That was just really odd. That was just really really an odd thing. It just felt gross. He he had like these love songs he'd written for her. and you know, it's Jack Black performing songs. About Princess Peach, which is funny, but also just really strange. So anyway, the movie was fine. I had <clears throat> that was my strongest opinion on it was just Bowser. Just he he needs to learn the timeless art of seduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not that. It's not showing up to someone's house with a bulldozer and being like, <laughs> "Marry me." My sweet, or I'm going to bulldoze your house.
0: Um, I don't know if you get notifications. I, I I just marked that clip. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to, we're gonna post that video <laughs> about Bowser needing to to learn the timeless act of of uh, what do you think S- seduction timeless
1: timeless art of seduction
0: timeless art of seduction.
1: The other thing I wanted to bring up is we went to for Easter instead of cooking this year we thought well we're going to treat ourselves treat and our and our mothers to an Easter buffet and so we went to a local hotel in town fairly close to texas Tech starts with an o and we went there for a buffet mm-hmm. we paid a pretty you know it's a it's a pretty high little cost for for the buffet because it's kind of a big deal whatever like okay fine we knew what that cost was. But then, on our bill, they added a $53 service charge. What? For what? Right? I have no clue. $53. <laughs> like, uh, and we're like, wait wait, 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 wait. Explain this bad boy to me. <laughs> we we didn't sign it, like, and it. But it wasn't the tip. It was clearly not the tip because they taxed it. And so I still had to tip on top of that. I was like, what what what?
0: Did you get any clarification so we, we, what that
1: was? We even called him later and the person my wife spoke to said something like, Yeah, sometimes we charge that, sometimes we don't. I was like, okay. And they and had all sometimes this. Sometimes you out refund us
0: because I'm not ever
1: I'm gonna right, refute well, this charge with my credit card company. They had all this <laughs> stuff laid out for you know, for the Mother's Day one. They're gonna do another buffet brunch type thing on Mother's Day. And you know, we all were enjoying ourselves so much and we really liked the food and the selection. And you know, it was it's not like the lines were long, everything was accessible. You just went up and got what you wanted and came set back down. It was really great. Nice music, live music. Um, but then yeah, once you get hit pegged with a fifty three dollar service charge on top of you're already paying a lot for this because this is a special thing that you're doing. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna do the the Mother's Day thing. I think uh, I'm gonna spend exactly like a third of that, and I could get a the <laughs> third of what we spent. I could get like a really nice beef tenderloin at Costco, and just roast that bad boy up because everybody's enjoyed it when I've done that. So, anyway, service charges what? If something costs something, tell me, you know, because it, it ended up being like, you know, it's 10 extra bucks per person. Why? One of them, six. She ate like one piece of bacon and a macaron. You're making me pay a service charge for <laughs> for that? She ate part of it. She had like two bites of a cinnamon roll. Give me a oh, break. That's rough. Anyway. Did I,
0: did I tell you uh, I smoked a brisket last weekend?
1: No. What? You holding out on me?
0: Yeah. So how, I had how, a go. I, I smoked a brisket last weekend.
1: Uh, I thought it went like... Mm. You're your own worst... We all are. We both are. You, it you went, seem like you're already doubting yourself.
0: One, it it finished a lot faster than I was expecting it to, but it was because I didn't find my... I, I couldn't find my my butcher paper. So I had to wrap it in foil, which probably has oh, yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was fine though because then i was i was able to to hold it in a cooler
1: uh sure and,
0: and that worked out well it was still smoking hot when i pulled it out for to slice it for dinner like eight nine hours later um which also meant it got, it got that long to rest which is supposed to be really good for it um i had just remixed up the salt pepper garlic seasoning base that i do mm-hmm my first bites of just trims as I was like slicing it at dinner, I was like, Oh boy, that's salty. <laughs> I was like, something happened. I put way too much salt in this. Nobody else said anything. Although, like, to people that I was like comfortable telling, like like my wife and then my brother in law, who also smokes a lot of brisket, I was like, Does that tastes salty to you. Like, it tastes fine. I was like, really? Because like I was hit with like a pucker almost like it was a me like, Oh, it's too much salt. <laughs> but other, other than that, man, it was great. It was like the flat was still moist. It like I was able to slice it as a, an appropriate size where like, you know, it held up under its own weight it pulled apart just right. Burn ends were great. The, the, the point was good. I was frustrated a little bit trimming it cause, uh, obviously you, you pay by the pound, right? Um and in the packaging, I was mis I misunder uh I underestimated how much I had to trim off. So I spent a lot more trimming, a lot more time trimming to get it ready to go in the smoker than I, I wanted to. Yeah. But I had to because there was so much dang exterior fat to get off. I was like, I trimmed off like three or four pounds of fat, man. Which is at it's like another twelve, fifteen dollars. That'll help it cook a little
1: faster, too.
0: Well, that, too. Uh, and I was able to... Uh, I, I I had a small foil pan that I I, I rendered off some of that fat into, into tallow, which I, I put into the wrap.
1: Yes. So
0: I, didn't, I it wasn't like a complete loss. But still, man. I was a little frustrated about it. It was, it was good. This past weekend, we had just a standardized, like, ham and deviled eggs and stuffing and, yeah, like a more of a traditional Easter dinner. I, I I made mac and cheese. I didn't want to, like we were we were assigned mac and cheese or it was like one of the dishes that we had like, somebody want to bring it? Like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do mac and cheese. I didn't want to make boxed mac and cheese. So I found a recipe like this looks like it should be pretty good. And it was like bland. Oh, man. Like, like there wasn't even like a good cheese flavor. Like it was cheesy. Grayson said it tasted like mud. Thanks,
1: buddy. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, and and that set me up. I was all, like, I was already a little frustrated I was like this doesn't taste like it. It was to me, it was fine. It was just very bland. Uh, and then he said that I was already sensitive about. I was like, you can go hungry then. is <laughs> a like, hot sauce on it, kid. He's like, Dad, this tastes bad. It tastes like mud. I was like, bah. you jerk. So I was like, I don't know. Like, if I didn't put enough salt in, I didn't know. I didn't know if like. The uh, the roux to start the cheese melting. I didn't dissolve the flour enough. Like the texture was like it wasn't gritty,
1: but it mm. wasn't as smooth as I wanted it to be. Anyways, I was just like, I've got, it, I've got one last thing. You talking about salt made me think about this. It just needed probably some Velveeta and not like yeah shredded see,
0: just,
1: shredded cheddar. Just do the box one and then like. Put it in a casserole pan and then dump like some I don't I don't really get the whole breadcrumb thing no, and all I, that. I've that's never been my thing. I just, just I just want a big pot of mac and cheese. Yeah. And I, a casserole I, thing, and so I'm like, nah, it's fine.
0: My my mom had found a recipe and I don't know how, but like my Samantha's family h- had some of it but the recipe she used called for like crushed Cheez-Its on top and like okay. then Samantha's family like we need to have karen which is my mom's name we need to have karen's mac and cheese bake i was like it's not even her recipe guys like that's like my mom's <laughs> not that kind of person to have recipes like she's got a couple right but like they were attributing this to her I was like mm. <laughs> it's something she found out on on uh, online and like i didn't think it was that good <laughs> but they keep like we need we need Karen's mac and cheese bake. I was like, I'll make mac and cheese, but I'm not doing that. I'm not putting yeah, because then like then it was too salty. Like to get the the cheese and stuff on top of everything else, the cheese is salty. and Then they add, you put
1: salt in the roux, and I just feel like if you, if you want that, you can add it to yourself.
0: Sure. You just
1: put your own darn
0: cheeses on whatever the heck
1: you crumble up cheese toes or whatever you sunflower seeds on there. I don't care, but just just good old mac and cheese. That's what it is, mac and cheese. Not like mac and breadcrumbs and panko and you know wonton wrappers. No, just mac and cheese, man. The hold on though, (gasps) hold on. You just could you imagine a mac and cheese
0: filled. Like spring roll or like a egg roll, but inside is just the creamy mac and cheese. The fry. I wonder if
1: that mac, I wonder if that uh, egg roll truck in town makes something like that. They might actually. They probably should. I'm just giving up. I think I swear they had like a brisket mac and cheese egg roll.
0: Maybe I'm making that up. Just do mac and cheese, man. Don't even mess with the brisket piece of it.
1: Well, you know, I say all that, but then I have totally been known to add like sausage to mac and cheese. I've done some bacon bits To make it a meal, you know? Okay, what I was going to say, though, I tried... This is the last thing I had. Uh, Speaking of salt, I made some Chilton's this weekend Mm -hmm. and did some experimenting with how I make them because my wife typically likes the pear vodka. So she likes pear vodka and club soda. Not a big fan of Topo... What is it? Topo Chico? Hmm. Yeah. So she's not a big fan of that. But I'm about out of pear vodka, but I have elderflower liqueur, which I know that she has enjoyed elderflower themed drinks at restaurants, so I experimented with that instead. So I mixed some vodka and some elderflower liqueur and club soda and Juice of an entire lime and made her this Chilton. Salted the rim of the glass, all that good stuff. And I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to be good. And I gave it to her and she drank it. She's like, yeah, I really like this. This is really nice. I said, okay, let me try it. And I tried it. And just like I have with every Chilton, I was like, yep, don't like it. (laughs) It's so weird. This is my first experience ever to make something for someone repeatedly and have zero interest in it. Like I, I don't even nah uh, I, I don't like I don't, I don't like them, just that weird salty Ugh. they don't do it for me, man. I don't,
0: don't do it for me, don't know if I could get myself to make something for somebody
1: else that I don't like. I just like the the act like a cocktail's one thing. I like the act of that I like that she likes them and that she's willing to try different ones. Um, but I mean, I think if it was like a a pot roast or, or you know like an eight hour endeavor, like if I or if I was making some super labor intensive like ribs, if I was making ribs or something, but I hated ribs, that would feel different. But like a chilton, okay, it's you know five minutes because I'm slow and I have everything all over the house instead of all in one place. It should be faster, but I I'm glad that she likes it, but it's just. It took me a long time to get to this point where I'm making enough things for people to where I'm finally making a thing where it's like, oh man, I don't like these at all. Here you go. Just give it away.
0: Yeah, that reminded just, me, and and the, the the Karen's mac and cheese didn't, but that's whatever did. So I, I, I've told this before, we rotate who decides Sunday dinner for Samantha's family. We all get together for Sunday dinner. And if it's like a birthday that week or a special occasion, like usually that person or the parents will decide. So in the rotation, it's back to us. It's our turn. And I told them a month ago what I wanted to do. You know what we're doing, Michael? We're doing a burrito bar. Oh. Based on the burrito ingredients that you guys fixed <laughs> for us when we came home with the baby. I was like, we're doing this, and we're introducing everybody. Like, like think of it like Chipotle or Quito. Like, you're going to make your own burrito or a bowl. Oh, my wife will be thrilled. But, yeah, like, uh, we're, we're, we signed up, like, we're going to make the meat. We're going to, like, if nobody wants to get the big... Big burrito tortilla is fine. We'll get that. We'll, we got the beans. Somebody else can do the rice. But it needs to be cilantro lime. Uh, cilantro lime. Uh, it needs to be more rice than cilantro lime. Samantha's father likes to have a little bit of rice with his cilantro lime. <laughs> we need the other inverted. Um, but yeah, like cheese, tomato. Like the things that you would then fill out a, a burrito with, uh, you know, we need those too. But like we're that, that's that's what's going to be for dinner on Sunday. It's going to be uh, the McDonald's. Family,
1: yeah, shredded beef burritos. She'll she'll be she'll be thrilled to know that she inspired a burrito bar.
0: And I'm gonna have to go back into into our text match between you and I and and and, and get the the recipe back up, <laughs> so I can then make this or attempt to make it because this is gonna be my first attempt. But
1: yeah, let me know if you have more questions. I mean, not that I'll be able to answer them, but I will get answers for you.
0: Well, I was again. I was totally shocked that the beans were straight from a can, and you said that like oh, she yeah. sometimes will add some stuff to it, but like her family, she, she didn't family. add
1: anything. Because I, I confirmed, because I know sometimes she will. She's like, no, she's like, I. She felt really embarrassed and self conscious about the beans and rice, and I was like, actually, I think that's better because then they know <laughs> they can just get that and make that if they want this again. Yeah, I, it just,
0: definitely because like I've I've had pinto beans before, and I, and some of this family kind of tends. Gravitates more towards like ranch style beans, even a Mexican food is like. But the fact that these are canned and pretty dang good out of the can, I was like, it's fantastic.
1: And then the yeah, rice. I mean, obviously, was, was you try out of the them, and yeah, yeah, you try them, and maybe you know, if you you're like, okay, this needs a little something. But but yeah, she didn't she didn't do anything to that, and then she did the Zatarans, chili lime, or whatever it is, cilantro, lime, cilantro rice. lime rice,
0: and then the green chili and green enchilada sauce. On the roast, right? Yeah. Roast.
1: yeah. Yes, I'm pretty sure she. I think I put in there what she got. I can't remember if it was a chuck roast or what. Yeah, but I think it was. The instructions are a little vague, so I'm, I, I may, yeah. have to,
0: may have to get you to to confirm some <laughs> things because she said She's to to cube it and then cook it until it's until it shreds. Like, well, how yeah. long is that?
1: I know. I know. I remember when she said that to me that day. I'm like, okay, I've got to. Might need to get, narrow that down for you.
0: Are we talking about like four hours? Are we talking about like
1: two? Well, and also is the crock pot on high. I don't remember if she said that or not.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that's that's the uh that's the menu for this weekend's Sunday dinner with Samantha's family, inspired Boom. by a meal you guys made for us shortly after we came home with our new baby. Who is Dorito. doing fantastic by the way? She's still well is she's two months yet? No. Well, uh, she goes for a two month appointment in two weeks. So she's been six weeks. Oh, okay. okay. Six and a half weeks. I don't know. It's getting close. Um she's had some reflux issues, but she's she's on like a daily pepsid thing, which is crazy that a newborn needs pepsid. Interesting. Um but other than that, she's still super chill, only cries when she needs something very fixable. Food, clean diaper, sleep seems very agreeable for the most part she's been letting us like she'll she'll eat I, I think she just ate a little while ago and then she'll usually sleep from now into like six or seven it's like we get a decent night's sleep these days that's really
1: impressive especially this
0: early I still uh, I still will like if I sit still long enough in the afternoon I will pass out but uh, yeah it happened on Sunday we came home from church and Samantha's brother and her nephews were in town because they came in. We, we had uh, our baby's blessing, which is like, a, like a, a christening almost. Like it's not a baptism, uh, but it's a special prayer for newborns in our church or, you know, young infants. Uh, and, and it's a big family event. We had that happen. Um, her brother came in from Dallas. So they were all here. They were about to pack up and head back home. Right after church, we we went home to see them. And just because it was like Samantha and her brother talking like they were just conversing, I was just kind of sitting there and just kind of relaxed. And I leaned back a little bit, put my head back on the couch. And- <laughs> <sighs> Jer- jerked awake. and like, oh, my neck. Oh. I was like, oh, I hadn't been asleep for an hour. Cool. In the middle of like the living room with six kids running around and eight adults. And- oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I was just gone for an hour in the middle of everything.
1: You've reached that point, man.
0: It happens, man. This this little it, girl. Love her to death, but like my sleep is just whacked. Even ha- having just said like I will, I, I can sleep a lot longer, there's still like times like you wake up for half a second in the middle of the night. Like, oh, what was that noise? Because uh. yeah. she's sleeping in our room with us. Anyways, that'll do it, I think. 23 Personal Podcast. Lots of baseball ahead. Uh, Hopefully you got some ground to make up. You've got the opportunity with the schedule to play yourself into a more... a, a better position. Let's put it that way. Basketball staff announcements should be rounding out pretty soon. New roster updates, football spring game, all that and more. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.